Good afternoon and welcome everybody to the Finance First podcast brought to you by and for Agents of Fortune. I am your smarter than the average bear host, Davis Fasanella, and I'm here to talk to you guys today to cover rising oil prices as well as give you guys a prelude to the second half of earnings season. So let's start real quick with rising oil prices because I've seen a lot of people speculating as to what that means aside from a rising price at the pump. Now, this is more of an investment podcast, so I don't really want to get into the social you know, uh, demographics of my opinions on gas prices because that's kind of a separate issue. But um, what oil prices means, what rising oil prices means from an investment standpoint, I'm sure many of you who watched my last podcast heard me talk a little bit about the uh, Brent crude um, or the WTI. Those are both indexes that are used to measure oil prices per the barrel. So for the longest period of time between 2015 to now, we had entered a market for oil that was really just astoundingly low profitability for American companies. Now the United States, this is a little known fact, the United States is one of the largest oil, if not the largest oil producing country in the entire world. We also have larger oil reservations than any country on the world as well. So although we are outside of the OPEC equation, the United States does have a level of pull in terms of our ability to either add supply or decrease supply onto the markets. Now most of what the OPEC nations have done since gas price or the price of a oil per barrel got down to thirty dollars is is they have been cutting supply because there was a surplus of supply on the market, they've been cutting supply all around the world from all of the OPEC, the oil you know producing countries of the world, to try to artificially raise the price of oil by you know inherently reducing the supply on the markets. So, when countries like Russia and countries like Venezuela, their entire market and their entire you know that that's the main commodity that makes their country is their exporting of oil. So they do not, those countries do not do well in markets of low oil prices. And neither do we from an energy standpoint because fossil fuels are still the primary producing, you know, revenue base of the energy sector in the United States. So when we say to ourselves, you know, we're going to shut down, we're going to restrict all this land offshore, and then we're going to shut down our ability to produce in places like Alaska and we're trying to stonewall having you know the XL pipeline go from Canada to Texas none of those things really helped the US energy markets now what's taken place recently is is there's been a loosening of regulations on those very two you know issues which has got us back propelled into the number one oil producing country in the world again now what that means for your investments is is that energy commodities are now profitable again. Once oil gets above 70 and trades between the 70 to 80 range, there will be an immense amount of profitability to be made in companies that have, you know, a purity level of 90% or above, we'll call it, for in, you know, strictly, you know, oil supply, whether they're a tanking company, whether they're oil producers like uh, British Petroleum, or you know a, a Chevron, we'll call it. It doesn't really matter because they all have a stake into the U.S. you know production of oil. So, what that means for you guys is is that if you haven't really considered looking at 
energy commodities yet as part of your portfolio, it's a really good hedge to have in times of, you know, we'll call it macroeconomical unrest from a, you know, geopolitical risk of war with each other standpoint. Oil does very well in times of tension. So what we're going to be seeing coming up in the, you know, not so distant future is it's going to be Saudi Arabia's crown prince is going to try to artificially raise the price of oil. That hasn't made President Trump all that happy. So he's come out and he's voiced displeasure for, you know, whatever's going on in terms of the OPEC nations artificially raising prices. But in all reality, the United States needs nothing more than to have U.S., you know, energy profitability, you know, the profit margins associated with these companies to be more sustainable. So what we're heading towards is a more sustainable energy market that will not be as volatile, we'll call it, because there's going to be a trading range that I believe, like I said, is going to be between 70 to 80. It might go higher. It might be 80 to 100. I haven't really, I've seen a lot of different analysts go out and say, you know, I think it's going 100 plus. I've seen people that says, you know, it's going to go up to 70 and then it's going to tank back down to the 50s. I don't have a crystal ball. I can't tell you guys what, you know, where exactly it's going to go. But I can tell you what you should be doing in times of rising oil prices is that you should be positioning yourself with companies that have you know high profit margins on oil and frankly have established proven reserves that they can supply you know they can drill into and they're not going to deplete their proven reserves in a fast fashion so that's what you guys should be thinking about in terms of oil prices i got a couple good oil companies that i'll name drop if you if any of you are interested you can uh you know give me a drop me a, a message on twitter or uh you can message me if you have my phone number you can definitely message me on my phone um, the second part of this is going to be a prelude to the second half of earnings season. Now, I don't know if a lot of you are familiar with what earnings season really means, but this is arguably the most profitable time to be involved in the markets. But at the same time, it's when you're taking the most risk because if you hold positions through earnings, chances are if there's a bad earnings report or a company misses earnings, then they're not. You will not have time to react, and the you know the the damage can be pretty swift and severe in terms of the dent that it'll put in in your profitability in those companies. So, what we want to be looking at the second half of earnings season is is that if you have companies that you're holding that haven't declared earnings yet, you're going to definitely want to figure out when those you know companies are going to be declaring their earnings. A lot of them are going to be in the first half of May. Um, I'm not sure if they go any further past the second half of May. Some companies might declare later. But they're almost always going to be pre-market or post-market hours, which is when I say you won't really have time to react. That's what I mean. The markets won't even be open. So they'll gap up or down accordingly depending on the earnings. So it's either going to end really, really good for you or really, really bad for you. But you need to be ready to act accordingly. So Find out the dates of when the earnings are going to be coming out for the you know the respective companies that you're holding. But in addition to that, have a backup motive for what you're going to do if you believe that a company is going to miss earnings. You don't want to just you know dump out of your company if you're losing a lot of money. You might believe that that company is having because many companies are very seasonal. You might think, wow, you know this company just had a bad season. They're gonna have another earnings you know report they release next quarter. Maybe I'll hold it out. Do not knee jerk yourself into taking a heavy loss 
because it looks like the writing's on the wall that the company's going to keep going down. Chances are you might think that the company's going to do very favorably, and you might take more money and go in and dollar cost average down. That's always a possibility. Now, for the people on the upside, what you're going to want to be doing is, is you're going to want to be researching the different reports and documents that are available around tax time. So they're probably already out by now. Um, those are your, uh, I think they're called uh, K-10 reports, I believe would be a good place to start. Other than that, though, you want to be looking at the different press releases associated with each company. You want to look at the news that has been coming out, and that'll kind of give you a preview on what you can expect to happen for whether you think you're going to get an earnings beat or an earnings miss. You need to have a relative sense of what you think is going to happen rather than just going in blindly. That's my that's what I would suggest for those people. Um, I think that you know if you're doing leveraged options or you're doing futures trading, this doesn't really affect you too much. Um, if you do have options, it affects you a lot because you know the, your your spreads are going to either skyrocket or tank almost immediately. So if you're looking to try to have a you know well-rounded investment, but you're looking to take a little extra risk than you might be used to taking. Maybe you go all in on a company before their earnings, and if they beat earnings, then you you know you easily have probably a four percent, five percent gain in a day or two. If you don't beat earnings, then I don't think I need to go too far into detail on what you're going to have to expect after that. So, all in all, just to recap today's you know Friday episode because I don't want to make this you know really 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 long. I think that in terms of oil. If you don't hold any oil positions, I think you need to look at some of those and start incorporating them into your portfolios. Um, as I said before, if any of you are looking for companies or looking for a recommendation, I could tell you some that I've been researching. I can't tell you surefire guarantee that this is going to go up because that's, you know, frankly, not anything that I would be comfortable with doing. But I can tell you with reasonable expectation that these are going to perform well due to the fact that they have a high level of oil purity in their you know in their position so in terms of oil definitely reach out to me if you guys are interested in some of those positions and in terms of the second um you know part of earnings season as i stated you really want to look at the positions that you have that have not had earnings releases yet and do some research as to what the general expectation is going to be all almost all of these companies have an earning estimate so you really want to know what the earnings estimate is going to be because that's going to be the benchmark that is going to be in comparison to what you know your company is going to have to exceed. Now, however, as a general disclaimer, this is something I've made a note of. Just because a company either hits expectations right on the button or beats them by a penny or two does not guarantee that they're going to go up because in today's markets right now so many mar- so many different positions are exceeding their expectations that it's almost become more normal to far exceed expectations rather to meet expectations because a lot of these analysts are lowballing these you know estimates exactly for that sake so that they run up when they beat the expectation so definitely take that with a grain of, sa- uh, of salt make sure that you know if if something beats expectations by 10 cents probably in the Goldilocks zone. However, however, that does not mean that if the company is at its 52-week high and they beat earnings, that it's going to go straight up because chances are it's going to top out at some point. It's going to get too full of a position and so, and the investors are going to start letting it out because they're going to take their profits and look for the next earnings to roll into. So all in all, to summarize, 
definitely check back with me. Um, next Friday, I'll probably have some some more in addition to what I already have in terms of oil positions. And in earnings, I I think I, I, I live tweet you know a pretty decent amount of earnings as they pertain to me. So for all the people that have been following my portfolio and the positions that I recommend, I could tell you for sure what you know what with reasonable expectation what that's going to happen. But for all of you that hold positions that I don't really have any insight on, definitely, definitely, definitely do what I said. Go home, get on your computer, and do some research as to what the general market outlook on that position is. And I promise you guys, you will thank me later for that, okay? So um, in terms of outlook for next week, um, I'm going to be kind of busy in the beginning of the week. Uh, I got to do some running around. I got to go to a couple conferences. So I may or may not have um, a late podcast on Friday. I haven't really decided yet. I might uh, record it early and then just post it on Friday. So I'll definitely get back to you guys on my Twitter and let you know in advance what to expect. But for everyone else, um, I hope all of you have a great rest of your weekend. Uh, Happy Friday, and I'll see you guys all next time. Thank you.